Welcome back to the Keen Late Podcast, the Premier Whiskey Podcast, now with the mention of whiskey in its title. We are back for another edition of the 12 Days of Barrel Picks. Let's get into the mood with a little Glenn Farkless. I guess we're starting with Glenn Farkless today. <laughs> Hi, this is your host Jake speaking to you, coming live from a little place that we used to record a lot of podcasts at. Maybe you know it as Fountainhead, but we are down in the downstairs part of the restaurant and bar, just uh, as Bob is boxing up a lot of great whiskeys, and I'm probably going to steal half of them on my way out, too, maybe. <laughs> but we, uh, we're going to record a podcast about one of their barrel picks uh, from Glenn Farkless, which is near and dear to his heart and to my taste buds. We are sitting around a fire with a couple of glasses of whiskey on the table on a Friday afternoon. No better way to celebrate a Friday afternoon as a Christmas season approaches. Uh, <laughs> now it's Kelly Nakagama with that uh, right there. Yeah, with me Nobody today can see is the smile on my face. With me today is uh, the beverage director of Fountainhead, Bob Zacharias. Say hello, hey guys, Bob. thanks for coming and hanging out. Uh, some exciting stuff happening this weekend, and happy to have you guys here and uh, get another little taste of Glen Farkas before we uh, store it up and box it away for hopefully not too long. One less documenting about about the Glen Farkas. Yeah. And also with us today is Kelly Nakagama, also known as Whiskeyed Wonderlust from the internets. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> she's here for another reason. We'll get to that a little bit later here, but she's going to help us co-host today as Wilson and the boy formerly of Scotland, now living in America, heading down to the DR, has abandoned me once again. Mm. Once and once again. Today is Callum's last day in America and we won't even see him. No way. Yeah. Always going to the DR for two months, but two months. he'll be back. Wow. But, you know, uh, we, we were planning this day to Come hang out at Fountainhead and put some labels on some whiskey and record some podcasts and drink a little whiskey at the same time. And plans have fallen short. And Wilson has no idea who anybody is, apparently. So, <laughs> yeah. I, it out. I hope so. I really, I really, really hope so. But yeah, today we are starting off uh, our 12 Days of Barrel Picks with a Glenn Farkless barrel pick that we've talked quite a bit about. Um, I feel like sporadically on episodes. A little bit, yeah. I know we've kind of documented it here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, Aaron alluded to it on the last Scotch taste or the last barrel pick tasting, which um, was an awesome, awesome conversation. I highly recommend it. anybody go back and listen to that, which was episode 109 of the podcast, uh, where we talked uh, about a lot of your barrel picks or five of your gems, I would say. And they're all gems, but this, these ones were definitely standouts and p- things that obviously meant near or near and dear to you guys' hearts too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that was uh, that was a great kind of last day of real service um or any service that we had and mm-hmm. it was uh really cool to be able to to go through back all the way 10 10 years ago um and of picks that we did um and ha- highlight some of the some of our favorites from over the last 10 years um some i mean one of the bottles we opened is literally the last one of two bottles that are um that are that are out there wow. um and so that was a lot of fun and you know, coming from where I started here, hosting and um, not really knowing anything, to be able to do that and to do it with my brother and with a lot of great whiskey people um, and friends and colleagues was uh, was super fun. It was a great great experience. It was a great night. When did your relationship with Glenn Farkless take shape? Uh, about eleven to twelve years ago, uh, my brother was introduced uh, to the Glenn Farkless family, to the Grant family, uh, George Grant specifically, through a mutual friend, uh, Sean Ludford. Um, and they hit it off right away. I think, I think the idea of the family business was something that, um, that really attracted a Aaron was a fan of, of the, of mm-hmm. the product of the distillery to begin with, and then getting to know them and to learn about their family. Um, and with, 
um, you know, my brother's business partners being close friends and having family, you know, we're a family business. So I think that that really stuck to him, to him as well. And certainly to me. And so from there, I was going out to Scotland and, and being able to work with them and them allowing us to do, um, our own artwork on their bottles, right. which is something that was really, really cool. Um, and so it was 10 years ago that they came up with the Ferd and the Spay logo. Um, and so we use that on all of our picks with Glenn Farkless. Uh, if you were working with, you know, somebody like McKellen or Glenn Livett, right. you, the chances of them allowing us allowing us to do that would be slim to none. Just even working with a lot of those distilleries, if you get a cast from there to try to put their, like, you age your whiskey, finish your whiskey in there, and putting the name of that distillery on your bottle, good mm-hmm. luck with that. Exactly. Yeah. I never actually noticed that. I know we've drank this, and mm-hmm. I've seen it, and I did not, I love how it's subtle, and I'm so glad you pointed that out, because I did not notice. Yeah, it's a great little, um, the little blue little logo for it in the spay, and the little car here in the spay. Bay River, they let us do there. It's a story um, worth telling, re- it, retelling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for any new listeners. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When uh, our ownership was out there, um, they hung out at the distillery and went out to dinner afterwards after picking the barrel. And we're kind of thinking of the name. What should we do? And they had ordered. They had rented a Ford, which in Scotland they called a Ferd. Um, and you know the distillery sits there having dinner right next to the Speyside River, and they were joking that if one of my brother's business partners was allowed to drive, he would put the car right into the Speyside River. Not because he was intoxicated and wanted to drive, just because he's a terrible driver. <laughs> and you're driving. The and you're driving way, on the opposite right. way, and we like Scott would have put the car right into the Spey, and so <laughs> the Ferd goes into the Spey, yeah. and so there's where there's where it came, and it stuck right there. Just one of those off the cuff. Not even a ton of thinking, just in general conversation. Sometimes that's how the best ideas uh, come about in any situation. So right. it's it's been a lot of fun, and we've stuck with that label ever since, going from two. Uh, the first two picks were both just under 11 years. Um, of course, all Oloroso Sherry casks with Glenn Farkless. Uh, this one is just slightly different, where it is a three-cask vatting, uh, full 12-year maturation from their 105 stock, um, which is some of their kind of more prized barrels. Mm. Um, and so we worked with George on this blend, on this sort of three-cask vatting um, that we did. And so this one does come in at 50% alcohol. The other two came in at 46. Uh, we kind of like the idea of having this 50% right. mark. Um, and we think Glenn Farkless gets, a, gets even better uh, with just a little bit of water. And so, um, so yeah, this came, we brought this guy in, I want to say, f- God, this year's so wiped. I want to say, I want to <laughs> say last, I want to say like fall of 19, but I think it was even a little bit or I think it was a little bit before that it was probably right. spring of 19. Huh. It's just this year kind of messes, you know, it's like this year never actually happened. So doesn't, I have to go back and doesn't when we brought it in. So still, still available at the Fountainhead market. Um, we've got plenty of bottles, so. How many bottles bottle? did you have total? We had it was a three cast vatting. It was. Oh, make so you, sure you my three number cast, was uh, right. that. So you bought all three, and then. Um, it was it wasn't that many. It was about four hundred bottles. So it was it was oh, wow. we didn't buy oh, all okay. three casks. Oh, okay. No, okay. We didn't buy all three casks. We just did a three cask vatting. That what happened to the rest being, of the juice? They put it into other different. Oh, just blended it back in. Blends. Oh, yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. That's yep. really cool. So it was something like. Uh, That's like cool. Three hundred. And s- I think it was actually. I'm remembering the number of what the cost was. So, uh, <laughs> really, it was really somewhere around like 360 to 380 bottles, actually. Okay. And that exemplifies your relationship where they'll say, hey, we'll fat three barrels for you, and you don't have to buy the whole entire thing. That's, yeah. that's a, that marks a great relationship yeah. right there. You know, so, if you uh, don't, I mean, people that don't know never have done a barrel pick before, it doesn't really happen that way. It's like, hey, whatever juice you're taking, you're paying you're for. Taking. <laughs> yep. Um, the, so they're, 
what year was the first barrel pick with Glen Fork? Let's forget. Uh, that was in 2010. Okay. So it was uh, distilled in 2000. Um, barrel distilled and barreled in 2000, and then pulled out uh, in like October of 2010. Great. And then we got it here at Fountainhead in the spring of 11. By the hmm. time it came came over, so and then the second one was 2005. Kind of the same same uh, same line there, timeline there. And then this one we picked out. We ended up picking out in 17, but we wanted to get the full 12 year maturation. Right. And we couldn't. We, the timing was a little tight where we couldn't just go right back to Scotland after the full 12-year maturation because there's only so many of those trips you can do in a year. Um, so we tasted out then, and we knew we knew it was going to be about another year. Um, and then we entrusted George Grant and, right. and the man and the man the, man, the team over at Glen Farkless that the full 12-year still held up and still tasted just as yeah, we, which we knew. Was this your first 12-year barrel pick with them? With Glen Farkless, yes. Yeah. Yep. Huh. So did you? So you tasted it at almost 12, mm -hmm. but were you tasting that in between or like how often did you go back to taste it? And were you like taking notes? Like how, how was your process? Right. Yeah. So we tasted, we ended up tasting through more than three casks, but then individually, but then when we tasted, we knew that we had three to pick from and then we would start blending them. And so it was kind of like, how would this cask blend with this cask? Blend were you with this doing cask? that when you're tasting it kind mm -hmm. of like? Doing yep. it in your glass, like this. We would is take let's let's blend a little bit of cask one and into with cask four into with cask six. Let's Did you blend. kind of have an idea of what you wanted the end product to taste like? Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. Uh, we wanted um, we wanted to be similar to the ones we've done before, so that people who have had the previous fruit in the space aren't going to be surprised, but yet have its own character as well. Okay. Um, and with we're tasting out at cask strength, we would water it down a little bit, so it's there's still a little bit of. You know, you still got to kind of really hone that in. So you um, were also trying to decide, are we going to go for, he said your last one was 46, mm -hmm, right? Versus yep. are we going to go 50 this time? Are we going to go? Exactly, yes. And, we, and then when we were talking with that, with their team, we thought 50 would be a really cool, cool spot at 50%. Um, and so it was a great experience. And so then we landed on those three casks and started blending those together. Um, and then we're like, these are the three casts we want. We'll take this three cast. Well, we're not buying the whole three cast, but yeah. this is the vatting that we're, we're going to do. And that was at about 10 and about just under 11 years. And so okay. we, we wanted another year, um, year and a couple months. And then mm -hmm. in talking with them and, you know, we, we knew that those guys aren't, weren't going to steer us wrong in terms of like, if it's going to change that much more, or if the quality, if it's still going to be right. similar to what we had, and we, and we knew it was going to be great. So, so did you get a test? You know, since you didn't try it right before, did they send you like, here's your final and here's your blend together? Or did they send you the three and you blended them again? They sent us the final. We didn't, we didn't do a reblend. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Huh. So how many other brands have, or how many other uh, customers have done that? I'm not sure, to be honest. I couldn't, I couldn't, I don't want to. Right. Well, he's speaking do you, correctly. Do you know but if others have? I don't. Okay. I don't know. I don't if know that I've have. ever heard of that, but I don't know. I mean, I'm just barely getting into yeah. my obsession with single casks and <laughs> and all of that. I, but I love that idea. Uh, yeah, I don't know how many have done it with Glenn Farkless. We have done it before with Angels Envy. Okay. We did that in 2014. Oh, 2014 wow. and 2015. We did two of them, and they would bring in. Uh, like a like a full blending kit, yeah, um, and enough of you know pretty much a full bottle of was that three, all their juice? Three different barrels. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. And um, and then so then we would go and be like it'd be like thirty two percent of A, forty seven percent of B. So we have done something like that um, before, but 
the majority of them um, are single barrels or single casks. Yeah, I know uh, Whistlepick is doing some bespoke barrels like that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Moreno talked about that on his last episode where he did that during the pandemic, and they sent him all these kits and was doing it in his apartment essentially. And it was make, a lot of make, fun. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's my goal for a company I work for to do that <laughs> you know i did a when i was in ireland i just went to this like irish whiskey museum with a friend who we kind of just were trying to kill some time mm-hmm. and part of it was we're gonna at the end of the day you can make your own blend and we'll give it to you in this little bottle and i was like oh i got this and it was actually so much harder than i expected oh, yeah. and i knew all i think there was three or four different whiskeys i'd had them all i knew them mm-hmm. enough to like know what i wanted and i was like i'm overwhelmed i'm drinking them all neat <laughs> <laughs> and i don't and i don't think i ended up doing it i think the art of blending is so much more intense than people give pe- oh, yeah. that people realize it absolutely is i mean when you think about Guys, people like John Glazer, Compass Box, um, or even, you know, anybody who's blending master blenders for Ben React, which we just had. Um, I mean, there's so, I mean, there is, there's a lot that goes into that and it's not, uh, it's, it's not easy. Yeah. Yeah. It's not why, it's not why there's like a, you know, four dozen compass boxes around for a reason. Mm-hmm. It's tough. Yep. Oh, it's also expensive too, but it's also expensive, yes. <laughs> sourcing all that whiskey. Yep. Um, and what other, uh, even other cask with them too right now as well. With Glenn Farkless? Yeah. We do. Uh, right now on the shelf, we just have this guy. Okay. Um, What's it selling for retail? We've gone through eighty nine ninety nine. Oh. Ooh. So 12 years, 50%. You can't get it anywhere else. A, we still think it's a really fair, really what fair a, price. What a post-Christmas present to yourself. If you, you have go. some money from mom and dad and the yep. card, come by here there and get go. that. Absolutely. Post. I was like, this is what I'm going to drink on Christmas. So we have... We do, <laughs> this we, is coming out after Christmas, Kelly. Oh, it's it is? the 12 oh. days of oh, Christmas. Sorry. The 12 days this start on out December Christmas. 25th through January 6th. Okay. I know <laughs> I you know hate that. Christmas. Wait, wait what? <laughs> the 12 days of Christmas. Everyone know, no one knows this. The 12 days of Christmas starts on Christmas Day. I thought it started December 10th. December 12th. It depends how you look at it. Okay. I don't know any of this I stuff. don't know this. <laughs> I'm a Grinch, so I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Well, that was the days I stuck to, and I'm going to put on this okay. beautiful flyer right here. Oh, so. I like it. Oh, okay. that's a nice flyer. Yeah, you know, I'm uh, I like that flyer. After also being a podcaster and a designer sales reps and mm-hmm. whatever other things i do um what don't you do jake um i'm a terrible husband uh, <laughs> not true <laughs> let's see here i obviously couldn't keep keep this place open <laughs> i tried so hard <laughs> i tried so so hard um so i'm not a good businessman but i do some okay things i guess i guess dog parent right very good dog parent there yeah what oh Parent. I thought I said parent. pairing, and I was like, we're dog. I paired dogs really well. <laughs> <laughs> well you, have a, <laughs> like, you have a black lab. We need to get something maybe in a port finish. It's very dark in color, <laughs> yes, too. That's yeah. a fun experiment. I bet that would work. That you could probably work. read somebody and what be like, guys, we're giving away a business right now. What kind of whiskey <laughs> is your dog? Yeah. Oh, oh, I love it. Dog would fit your whiskey. I feel like... Uh, there we go. Business plan. Oh, man. My dog would be like... You could do like a calendar. Go back to something we were talking about earlier. My dog would be a wee beastie, I think. Oh yeah? yeah. Oh yeah. Your dog. Okay, I she's can see mouthy. That. Um, she's young, but she's not young, I guess anymore. Okay. But fiery. This. Yeah. yeah. It'd be a fun calendar. Well, um, that's the next keen like project, I guess. <laughs> there we go. We'll do the. We'll you do heard it here first. The, tw- yes. the twelve days of dog pairings. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Can we drink this yet? I have. I have been drinking. Yeah. 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 Have you, Kelly, have you had it before? I believe we had it upstairs one day. Probably I did. think we had the vatting. I don't think. Yeah. Oh, the other one's 11-year-old, right? Yeah. A little, or short, shorter 12. Both. Just shorter. Yeah. yeah. Can we cheers? Because yeah. it feels yeah. weird to drink without doing yeah. that. Yeah. Cheers, guys. Yay. Cheers. Uh, so we do, um, 
this is the only one that we do have available at the market right now. We've okay. gone through a lot of the stock on the other ones. There are a few out there, but they're are currently in box like somewhere around box forty five <laughs> to fifty in our inventory. So they will gotcha. be in storage for hopefully not very long. Oh, very good. I hope so too. I hope so. It's part of my plan as a businessman. As a businessman. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's lovely. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. I realize I'm behind because uh, I didn't know you guys were drinking. This but. is the first thing I put in my mouth today, other than coffee. So you know. Well, After three o'clock in the afternoon. Well, Bob and I are uh, yeah, we, Ben Rake down. We, so. we did, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, you'd Ben Rake. Yeah. Mm. We invited you, but you didn't. You didn't I was partake. busy doing my job, guys. Come on, come on. Well, always get a little of uh, for me, like a little bit of, like baked apple pie. Oh yeah. Not to this is no pun intended, and and not saying it just because of the time, but with a lot of our Glen Farkless spice and a lot of Glen Farkless, you always get a little bit of like Christmas spice in there, mm-hmm. some nutmeg. Yeah. Um, Oh, yeah. A little bit of orange. Um, totally on the orange. Yeah. Orange zestiness yep. to it. Orange yeah. Zestiness. Yeah, the zest. Absolutely. Some dried fruit, of course, with the sherry casks. Um, but still, it's not a, um, it's not just a sherry bomb. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not. No, it's not, not at all. Where, not as, I find it, it's almost not as big on the sherry nearly as like, like a Glendronic 15 or um, that Pedro Jimenez. That spice still, like really balances out right there. Have you ever made cocktails with it? You know, I have not. I mean, I, I, would, know, I would be interested I, to do it. Yeah, and, and I'm not a you can drink scotch however you want to drink scotch cocktails, whatever. I'm not. Right. I'm not a. I'm not like that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I just haven't personally. That's all. I was thinking, but you could like, bring out those orange notes. That's exactly. Mm-hmm. What I was that thinking. would be really cool. Yeah. And I don't even. I know nothing about cocktails, so the fact that I can even like make that connection. You see that right? Like, like some <laughs> orange both, bitters. You both fired. <laughs> like a like a version of like a Rob Roy with some orange bitters. Yeah, and that's what I was thinking if, too. Even if you. I don't love the burning of the orange slice. But I mean, anyways, whatever. I mean, uh, yeah. There's. I think <laughs> there's. Even though whiskey sour with this, like, yeah. Some, something about it. Um, screaming that for me. I'm not sure why. Maybe it's just sherry talking. There's one that Calvin and I spent. I don't know how many hours making whiskey sours with all the Abelours essentially. Oh it, really? Yeah. Like the Abelour 16 and whiskey sour is just really? phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it helps with the person making it too. So shout out to Danny from Cave Cups. But um, it yeah, it's, it's something that surprises you on that. Yeah, was it uh, last year that one of Abelours marks got on like the top ten whiskey advocate? Yeah, this year. Was, well, it, like, was it this year? Well, last year, year? Abuna Alba. Oh, the Alba. Yeah, 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 yeah those last year. Um, yeah. But they got the I can't remember which one was the Cascanon um, got named whiskey Scotch of the Year or something earlier this year. Oh, okay. One of, some, was it this? Guy? Some, one remember. of them. One of them got named. I don't know. No, I just hand I hand sell our products at Benny's a lot to people when they're walking around the single malt section. I'm like, ah, oh, do you want to try the best Australian whiskey in the world? They're and like, then I'm like, and then they're like, or, or oh, I'm looking for more scotch. I'm like, mm, okay, this way. And I'm like, do you want some Union Horse Rye? So yeah, I just try to treat all our friends equally. Yeah. And then I take all the Blum Brothers bottles and just throw them off the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> Although we did hey, we, we did sample <laughs> part of the series, um, one of their Nodder Rise, which I didn't know they even oh, had. I, I didn't know, know they did either. Yeah, it was a five year old, uh, <laughs> five year old uh, from um, a store in Kentucky actually oh. that bought it, and I was like, "Where did in 2018? I didn't even know they were in Kentucky back then." So that was a very great conversation to have. So if, I'm not sure how what we're releasing these in order of, but listen to that one, Matt Brown. Yeah, yeah. All yeah. Right. Very good one. I really like this. I really like the spice notes. I really mm-hmm. like the heat is like mm-hmm. the perfect level. Yes, it's yeah. not too much. Yep. And it's... Um, the heat reminds me of like second. when you have a really good salsa with nothing overwhelming, but it mixes well with the food. Not flavor wise, but just the intensity. You of mean, it. yeah, like where it's a component of the salsa, but it's not the only... Right. It doesn't yeah. take away from everything else yeah. you're eating. 
um, we're just balanced out in that factor. Yeah, it's definitely like an yeah. element of the flavor in in the good way, but it oh, I I love it. No, it's fine. Uh, I do have a little distilled water if you guys want to add just a few you drops. You said you liked if, it with it. I do like it with it. Yeah. Um, this kind of looks like a cleaning bottle. I feel like I'm <laughs> it's not sanitizer. Like I promise. In my I promise. Uh, if I didn't at least uh, at least offer and we were still open, then my brother would probably fire me. So it's true. He would. Especially he, uh, he likes he likes a little bit of water just to bring it down. Just and malt vinegar fun. with your fries. Yes, malt vinegar with your fries. I do always. like that. There's kind of a dusty aspect uh-huh. too. Mm-hmm. Now I told. I think the best compliment I could give Aaron about these balls is that I became a Glen Farkless fan because of this bar. Like that's why I started drinking. That's why I have twelve on my shelf all the time. <laughs> which we were just drinking the other night, Cal yeah. and I. And he's like, God, this is such a damn good whiskey. And he's like, Yeah, you can buy it for fifty bucks every day of your life. And one of my um, good friends, whose husband is a whiskey drinker, and uh, really getting more into scotches from rye and bourbons, transi- transitioning that way. She texted me like, "Hey, give me a hundred dollar bottle that I can spend, and I don't have to go looking around for it." I'm like, "Glenfarclas 17." Like, yeah, Glenfarclas 17 is like just lights out. Was it 95 ish? Probably. Probably somewhere. That sounds about right. Yeah, I'm like, just go get that. I was gonna tell her to come here to go to Fountainhead to get it, but she'd be too confused because it would make. Right. Yeah, for her. <laughs> um, I'm just like, but go to go to Benny's. It's always on the shelf there. Glen Farquhar 17. Like it has those notes of a bourbon and a rye drinker will still enjoy. But it's, I mean, obviously, it's a little more intense than your introductional scotch that we talk about a lot, Kelly. The like single malts that we go into. But I think it's still like it just has, it's it's obviously a solid whiskey, but something there. It's always a treat to have inside of your mouth. I actually mouth. think that you could be an intro. Again, if you're a bourboner or a rye fan, I think you could get get into Glen Farkless. I think that it's their core line is approachable enough mm-hmm. to right. where you, you could kind of lean into that, I think. Yep. It does turn more sherry with water though. Yeah. This one. It's wow. I don't know if I've ever had it with water. Yeah. Hmm. It's uh it's fun, but I can see too too there's just a little bit of dustiness, yeah. a little bit of drying like a drying quality to yeah. it. Uh, like a dry finish. Kind of like that tannin almost. Yep. And the, the second pick that we had, and I, I didn't mean this in a – I remember I was sitting with Aaron. We are talking about it, tasting it out, doing the notes for our second pick. And I was like, man, there's almost like a – it's not like a full salinity like you would pick out in maybe like an Oban or an Old Putney or something like that. But like mm. it almost wanted me to – it almost wanted me to grab a saltine. Like it, but there oh, is a yeah. salt content like to that. Like a little yeah. bit, just a little bit of this almost saltiness that I wanted to like pick up a little cracker um, and have a cracker. Right? That's my palate, but um, anyways, yeah. Oh. There's a lot of layers of Glen Farkless stuff. Yeah. I don't think it's just it's just sherry, just for sherry. Do um, you know how long they put them in sherry casks for? It's full maturation. Oh, it is. Isn't that yeah. their only? That's all they're doing, that's right? All they yeah. do. Yeah. Duh. Yep. And they're one of the few distilleries in Scotland that are still family owned. Yep. By mm-hmm. I mean, like the very small they handful are, are of the 250 or whatever. Truly family owned, um, to the point where we're in the guest house. In between George Grant, um, who's the son of John Grant, um, who's the owner, and for a long story short, I accidentally set off uh, the smoke alarm, <laughs> uh, and my brother was screaming at me that I was about to wake up John Grant um, at his other house, and we couldn't figure out how to turn it off. It was just a toast toast situation that yeah. I, I burned some toast, toast situation. In. Uh, and so, I mean, they, we like stayed with the family, had dinner with the family. They are truly family owned, family ran. They do go through an importer and a distributor, of course, because yep. everybody has to. So they yep. have to partner up with a company. I wish they're with a different partner. 
sometimes, <laughs> but but that is what it is. And uh, we are uh, the U.S. is still not one of the biggest. I think they're the seventh or eighth biggest market for Glenn Farkless. Hmm. Um, they're much. I think Germany's actually number one, hmm. um, and China's number two, and Thailand's number three. And they're massive in the um, in the oceanic uh, Asian countries out there. So um, so they while they they love the U.S. and they want to put you know yeah. they'd like to put more towards the U.S. They've got. Um, you know, they certainly do very, very well overseas. So, huh. is that mostly? I mean, obviously, single malt's huge in places like India and, mm-hmm. and Thailand and other places around the world. Is that? Do you think they're doing well there because of the sherry? Probably. Um, I think it's probably it was probably a focus of theirs yeah. from you know going on years and years. Right. So they've built kind of those those relationships and um i'm just wondering because there's so many more more inexpensive scotch offerings to have out there that are obviously some of the biggest players in the world but mm-hmm. it's how interesting for them yeah. we're seventh not that america has to be first in everything because nope. we certainly are we are not <laughs> <laughs> so yeah they're they're awesome I, I will stand behind those guys forever i, th- I think they make a great product they're mm-hmm. great people um and they're they're great to work with yeah so. as the as fountainhead pauses for a minute and the market remains open. Mm-hmm. Fountainhead market remains open. Fountainhead market remains Come open. Come buy all your whiskey, spirits, Pickup, beer. delivery. We're doing some personal shopping too. So Ooh. personal Ooh. buying. If people are looking for certain things, we can, we'll can we find them and um, put together packages for people. We're working on one of those today for somebody that's getting six to eight bottles of wine, two to three bottles of whiskey, um, some champagne, a bunch of stuff. So we've got, cool. we're, we're doing that stuff too. So we can, um, yeah, there's a lot of fun stuff happening over there. And as that continues, and as we said, the restaurant comes to a pause for a minute, uh, how do you continue your relationship with Glenn Farkless? Sell more of these guys, you know? (laughs) Um, And, I mean, right now travel is obviously a little bit difficult for both both going both ways. Um, So it's just putting more stuff into the – into, into the Fountainhead market and continuing to promote their brand. And when it becomes viable, we'll we'll work with them again on, on another pick or doing some fun stuff, you know. Just, Beautiful. It's a little bit harder right now. Awesome. Yeah. Well, let's move on to, to yeah, what, you, what well, you guys are here for. Well, yeah, we'll do that one. Let's just wrap up here real quick, and yeah. we'll uh, head on to the next uh, 12 days of barrel picks whenever <laughs> these goddamn barrel picks are released. <laughs> right, right. In, out to the, your audible in between your ears. Uh, but, Bob, thanks for being here. Kelly, yeah. thank you for doing this thank as you. well. And yes. uh, we'll see you real soon. Yes, <laughs> real soon. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers.